Okay. <laughs> you see, are you ready for the story? I am, but you know, like, it sounds like you're all mixed up. What do you mean I'm mixed up? Maybe you're mixed up? Well, Rabbi Earps, if you're mixed up and I jump into your head, then we both get mixed up. Well, uh, maybe you don't jump into my head. No, no, but I have to, because I want to find out when the new CD is coming. Uh, Yossi, we said we're keeping that secret. Yes, there will be a CD, Be'ez Hashem, hopefully, if everything goes well, by Hanukkah time. But I don't want to promise that, you know what I mean? Because everything's in Hashem's hands. Now, about the story. Yeah, that's the part that you're all mixed up about. Because your friend, uh, you know, uh, well, well, do you ever meet this guy? No, I never personally met him, but he sends emails. And he sometimes sends in story suggestions and the story. And today he sent in a very interesting, wild and crazy story. I think it was the first time in my life, I think, that I ever heard this particular story. Really? What's the story? Uh, aren't you going to tell it? Uh, well, I'm not sure, but I mean, are we both going to tell it? Well, I don't know. I never heard the story. Do you know the story? Uh, uh, well, um, um, well, if you don't know the story, then how could I know the story? Because you know... Uh, I know whatever you know. <laughs> Good point. Okay. So anyways, it's a brand new story that I personally never told before, and I don't know where Mendel Z got it from, but he gave me a lot of information. But there were some parts of this story that I found like, whoa, way out. But on the other hand, many stories, you know, we never know if they're all true or not. Uh, but uh, the fact is they do teach many, many lessons, and of course some of them are true. So it's better they should hear stories like like this than the three little piggies or something like that. Right, right. Okay. So uh, I decided that I'm going to research it. Yeah, and did you, did you find his story? Yeah, but I didn't find his wild, crazy version. You know, there's a safer out there called Shivchei, uh, or actually Shvochei. Sorry, I'm pronouncing it wrong. Shvochei Habal Shem Tov. Oh, it's like, yeah, a lot of praising stories appear from the Baal Shem Tov. That's right. And that's where I saw this story. It blew me away. I bet you, you never heard this story before. Well, if you never heard it, then I couldn't hear it because I only know the stories that you know. That's a good point. Good point. Okay, so what we're going to do is like this. We are going to uh, try to combine what Mendel Z sent me today and plus what I saw in that safer called, uh, you know, uh, Right, yes, okay. So, uh, here it goes. Here it goes. We're just starting the story. Yeah, I see. Oh, go ahead. All right. Anyways, this story goes back towards the last years of the Heliger Baal Shem Tov. Yes, everybody knows he was born in 1698 and he was Nifter in 1760. That's right. And if all those stories that they said happened with the Baal Shem Tov is actually true, then he had to live more than the 62 years that he lived, right? Uh, that is also correct. So, therefore... Uh, even so, uh, we still tell stories from the Baal Shem Tov because they teach powerful, powerful lessons, right? That's right. You got that right. Now, can we get to it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right. So, it was in the last years of the Heiliger Baal Shem Tov, and you know that he always actually... How should I know? I was never around at that time. Well, most people who learned about the Baal Shem Tov always knew he had a desire to want to travel to Eretz Israel. So why didn't he just go onto an LL plane, buy himself a ticket, and fly? Uh, you see, in the 1700s, they didn't have airplanes or jets or anything like that. Oh, right. Uh, it would be very difficult to put on wings like a bird and fly. Right, right, right. That's right. It would be very, very difficult. So anyway, so let me tell you what happened. Okay? So what happened is as follows. Are you ready? I'm ready. Anytime you are. <laughs> Wait, this could be a new story? I never told it before. But anyways, there are a lot of people that know that the Hilgah Bar one time that he had one of his moments of Ruach HaKadosh, he learned that in Eretz Israel, in Yerushalayim, there lived a very big tzaddik. But I wasn't there yet. You see? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, sorry. The uh, Heilige Tzaddik, the Or HaChaim. Oh, I remember learning the Or HaChaim inside. The Chumash is a long piece over there. you got to be pretty smart. My Rebbe sometimes quotes it. That's correct. That's right. It's a pirish in the Mikroiz Gedoilis. It's Rab Chaim Ben Moshe Iban Etar. He lived between 1696 to 1743. Wow, it sounds like he was Nifta pretty young. Well, he was Nifta when Hashem felt that his time and whatever he had to accomplish in this world was up. So now, meanwhile, they both obviously 
lived in similar time periods. But if he was Nifta in 1743, then, then uh, how could it be that it was in the last years of the Halaga Malshemta? Now, that's part of the Machlaikas, uh, what goes on. Some say it was that time period in 1743, which would be 17 years approximately before the Baal Shem Tov was Nifter. And some say it happened even later. But the Baal Shem Tov did not know that the Orachayim was Nifta. Why not? Doesn't he listen to the radio? <laughs> yossi. Yossi, Yossi, Yossi. They didn't have radios in those days. Oh, right. Okay. So, uh, okay. So, so we know that their time period sometime crossed. And it was during that time period that he had this Ruach HaKodesh about what? About, well, uh, you know, he had the Ruach HaKodesh that if he got together, together with the Heligat Sadik. Chaim ben Moshe ibn Etar, the both of them together with their tefillos could bring, could bring me there? Not you, the Mashiach. The Mashiach? Wow! But that never happened because otherwise, then why are we still here? That's correct. And this story tells us how it happened that he tried to get to Eretz Israel but didn't get there. But the strangest thing is, the story I'm going to tell that happened somewhere in between, which I personally never heard until this person, Mendel Z, sent it to me, the information, and plus, I looked it up. Wow! What a story! All right, instead of saying, wow, what a story, how about telling it? Oh, sure, okay. Okay, so now what happened is as follows. The Baal Shem Tov decided, all right, I have decided that what I'm going to do is I'm going to finally carry out my big, big desire. I wish to travel to Eretz Israel, And I will go together, since my wife is not living anymore, according to that particular source. I will go together with my daughter Udo. And I will take a Talmud of mine, Abhurs Seifer. Abhurs, are you there? Oh, yes, Heilige I am here. What is it? Well, listen to me carefully. I wish to finally fulfill my desires to go to Eretz Israel and meet up with the Helege Helege Tzadik, the Orachayim HaKodesh. And perhaps together we can bring Mashiach to come down on earth a lot quicker. Ah, uh, that would be my pleasure, then I will go. Okay, so should I go around raising money so we should travel? No, 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 no. It's not necessary. We will take the little bit of funds that we have now, and along the way we will have our trust, our muna, our betochen rabbeinu shleilam, and he will send us whatever monies we will need. Aha, uh-huh. okay, I must him. Whatever the Heilige Tzaddik says, that's how I got to do. All right. Uh, did Udl pack up your bags and everything? Yes, yes, yes. And since my intentions is to move out there to Eretz Israel and to live the rest of my life there, what I want to do is I want to be able to take all my uh, things that I, my Divrei Torah that I wrote and compile it all together and bring it with me. Uh, okay, fine and dandy. Not a problem. Okay, if that's what you want, that's what we'll do. And so, sure enough, they managed to be able to buy a ticket to go to Istanbul, Turkey. That's where they would have to go first. Because in order to get to Eretz Israel in those days, they had to make a stop off somewhere. And that place would be Istanbul, Turkey. And so... There are many stories that happened with the Baal Shem Tov when he arrived in Istanbul, Turkey. For example, there is one that is told about the Oise Niflois Levada, which is also with the Helik of Baal Shem Tov when he arrived there. But that's not the story I'm telling today. <laughs> oh, now, which one are we? We're going to skip that part, even though that part happened during this time. Oh, uh, I mean, now? It happened now? No, 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 during the time of the story. Anyways, they were on their boat traveling to Istanbul, Turkey. And when he was on his way, there was a German couple. They were Jewish or German? No, they, they were 
Jewish, but they lived in Germany. And they were not blessed with any children. So they were looking for the Heilige Balshamtov. So they came to Mezevich. Pardon me, but I am looking, my wife and I, we are looking for the Heilige Zornig, the Balshamtov. I believe his name is Rabbi Soil Ben uh, uh, Rabbi Eliezer, the Balshamtov. Uh, um, is he here now? Could I see him? I need a broker from him, and I'm willing to pray a very nice pigeon, you know. <laughs> so, what will you say? Oh, sorry to tell you this, uh, but she comes out that uh, the Heilige Boshantov, uh, he's traveling to Earth, Israel. He made a decision, and uh, he took a Talmud of his uh, and his daughter Udo, and they're on the way to Istanbul, Turkey. And if everything goes well, they should arrive there before Pesach, I think. So if the only way you're going to get a Baruch from the Balshemtov is <laughs> if you travel uh, to Istanbul, Turkey. <laughs> but I don't want to make you go through such expenses like that, you know. So maybe, I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you try to find another tzaddik. Eh? What do you say? Ah, <laughs> No, that is a very good idea. However, I know that he is known as a miracle worker. That when he darvins to Hashem, Hashem hears his prayers, his trilos, and I must find him. Baruch Hashem, I am rich enough that I and my wife, we both can travel to Gerdzebacha and meet up with him in Istanbul, Turkey. Do you understand? Uh, uh, oh yes, I, I do. As uh, uh, Yeah. Ah, yes. Our desire to have a child is so great that we will travel from one end of the world to the other just to be able to have a child. So you understand? Yeah, I understand. Uh, get there before Pesach. Uh, get the next boat out. And sure enough, this man, he bought a ticket together for him and his wife, and he went on the boat, and, and, and were we going to tell anything that happened in between while they were going? No, 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 no. At this point, they're going to travel, they're going to arrive in Istanbul, Turkey. But first, let's go to the Heiliger Baal Shem Tov. Oh, uh, uh, okay, uh, let's go to the Baal Shem Tov. Uh, okay, uh, there he is, I see him. Wow, you got good imagination. Yeah, 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 yeah I do, I learned from you. Okay, so they're over there, and uh, oh, oh, they just arrived at the port. Uh, Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Yes, 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 yes. Look at this, we arrived. Uh, yes, we did arrive, but you know... Uh, but, uh, it's Arab Pesach. What are we going to do? I mean, do we have any money left? Ah, money, money, what money? I think we have enough money to take out a room in this local uh, hotel nearby here. Let's go there. Ah, let's go to this local motel. Okay, and they travel to the motel. Ah, here we are, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. Okay, uh, Rapesh, uh, um, rent a room. Uh, yes, excuse me. Pardon me. I, I would like. Uh, uh, excuse me. Um, uh, um, I, I would like to see the bone dog in the moon. I'm wishing Baba Kanunumori up. I'm sorry. I, I don't speak that language. Oh, terribly sorry. Uh, I was trying to pick a language you understand, but you don't. Okay, but this one you understand what I'm speaking now. Uh, 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 yes, I do. Uh, we would like to uh, rent a room over here, if it's possible. Oh, yes, it is very possible. You have the money. It is possible. Okay. Oh, this money comes from Europe. Okay. We can make money exchange. Let me stick out on the chart and see how much it comes. Oh, very good. Okay, you have enough money to, to rent a room for a few days. Okay. Uh, uh, this is your room number. Here's your key. Okay, you like it? It's good, no problem. Okay, thank you very much. Enjoy. Uh, thank you. Rebbe Israel, we rented a room. Ah, Baruch Hashem. Uh, but uh, 
They used up all the money. Ah, so we don't have any money for buying the stuff for Pesach, Seder? Uh, no. Um, are we allowed to fast on Pesach? Uh, don't worry. Emirs Hashem, everything be all right. With Hashem's help, you know that we will not go hungry for Pesach. Hashem will take care of us, don't you worry. Meantime, what I will do is, I will go to the um, base of Medrash around here, and I will sit and learn. And uh, Hashem will take care of the rest, okay? Uh, yes, and what should I do? Uh, well, you should make the room ready and make it clean and everything, and if there's any pictures of Avoid the Zora there or statues that <laughs> are not befitting for us, so you cover them up. Oh, oh, okay, I'll take care of that. And so, sure enough, the Helig of Hashem Tov, he went to the base of Medrash, he asked directions, and somehow they understood what he was asking for, and they showed him where the Jewish base of Medrash was. And he sat, and he learned, and he learned, and he learned. Meanwhile, on Ere Pesach, another boat arrived. Oh, splendid! See, Bol Hashem, he got here. Oh, not a minute sooner. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have to spend Pesach perhaps on the board. <laughs> but of course, Bola Hashem, we arrived here at El Pesach. Now come, come, let us go off the boat. Yeah, let us go off the board. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shicha, a hundred percent. And so both of them got off the boat. And strange as it may seem, they went over and rented a room. In the same hotel that the Baal Shem Tov was. But at that moment, they didn't know that. And so the next thing was, Oh, you know, I think that while I try to find out if anybody has seen the Baal Shem Tov, uh, I think that you should take some money and go to the local marketplace and buy all the things that we need for Pesach Seder, and we will have a kosher Pesach meal. Yeah, is that good for you? Yes, I will do that. Yeah, I will go, and I will make sure that I have everything that we need for Pesach. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> uh, be matzliach. Yeah, of course. I'm not going to forget what our mission is. <laughs> yes, we have to find the Sadek and get a bracha. First thing is, I will go to the boat dock. <laughs> Hello, sir. Uh, may I ask you a question? Uh, uh, I don't understand that. Uh, okay, excuse me, sir. Are you over there? <sighs> Uh, uh, do you speak the same language? Maybe you travel around a lot and maybe you could speak uh, my language? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I could speak your language too, yes, yes, yes. I'm a sailor for a long time. I pick up a lot of languages. Sure, sure, sure. You want to tell me, sir, what exactly is your problem? I don't have a problem. I'm looking for somebody. So that's a problem. Who are you looking for? I'm looking for a rabbi. Do I look like a rabbi to you? Uh, no, comes the secret. <laughs> You're a funny man. Anyways, I'm not looking for you. I was wondering if you saw a rabbi that's not from around here. Mm, I'm not from around here. Oh, maybe it's the guy with the long beard that came here uh, a few hours ago. Uh, maybe. Yeah, but I don't know where he went. Ah, thank you very much. I will look around. And at that time, the Balshemto's Helige daughter, who was a tzaddikis in her own right, Udal, she decided, I think I will go over and take my father's clothing and wash them. So we should have something nice. On that boat, we were there for a long time, and there was no clean water to be able to wash. I will go now by this edge of the waters over here, uh, by this little inlet of water, and I will wash his clothing. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't sing so loud, Kalisha. Oh, just... Um, <laughs> 
excuse me, lady, <laughs> or I should say young lady, and I would like to ask you, I'm, uh, you know, obviously not around here. I hope you speak the language as I speak. Ah, yes, Baruch Hashem, I understand, and you, judging from your tzitzis, I believe <laughs> that you're Jewish also, and I'm a Yid also, so what can I do for you? Ah, uh, yeah, uh, you see, I'm looking for a rabbi. Oh, there must be lots of rabbis around here in Istanbul. Uh, why do you ask me? Ah, I, I'm not looking for the regular rabbis. I'm looking, I heard that the holy, the heilige Barshemtov, Rabbi Sorbin Eliezer, he is here in Istanbul on his way to Eretz Israel. And I heard this, and therefore I just want you to understand that I am looking for him because we need a special bracha. And bracha Hashem, we are well to do. And therefore we will travel from one end of the world to the other end of the world to find him so we can get a bracha to have a child. Do you understand? No money is going to stop us from finding him. So, curious, did you see this man? Did I see him? I know him very well. What? You know this man very well? How could you know this man very well? Because I'm his daughter, Oodle. You, you are there. Oh, but, but you, you are their daughter? Oh, so maybe you could take us where he is. Well, I'm not sure exactly where he is right now because he said he's going to go to a base of Medrash to learn. However, I think that if you come back to my hotel where we are staying, my father will come back sooner or later, uh, probably before Yantif, and then... Uh, <laughs> Maybe after Yontif, I don't know, when maybe Yontif starts, but I mean, uh, I don't know, but I mean, whatever, okay, um, um, so what do you say? Oh, where's he staying? Which, which hotel, motel, in whatever, where's he staying? And of course, she described where he's staying. Wow, this is unbelievable. I'm staying there also. Wow, I can't believe this. this is crazy. No, 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 it's not crazy. It's me a smile. As Kucha. Yeah, I am going there also. This is fantastic. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Can I come with you back? Yes, as soon as I finish washing this clothing. Oh, I wait for you. No problem. And sure enough. After she finished washing the clothing, they went back together to the same hotel. And they were waiting, and the clock was ticking. <coughs> the hours were going by. And, of course, the man had to go to shul, and he went to shul. And, of course, when he came back, a few minutes later, before he's about to start his meal, all of a sudden, in comes the Heilige Barshemtov. And of course, Rapper said, ah, um, So what do we do now that we just came back here and uh, um, we have no food and how are we going to do Seder? I mean, are you allowed to fast? I mean, uh, what are we going to do? Rabbi uh, will take care of everything. Oodle, were you able to accomplish anything today? Ah, uh, yes, I met this person that's looking for you, and, uh... Oh, he must be him, uh, knocking at the door. Uh, who is there? Ah, oh, is this me, the person that you met by the, uh, inlet over there when you were washing the clothing for your father? And can you open the door, please? Ah, uh, yes, I will. <coughs> ah, I get yantif, I get yantif. Agutjantif. Agutjantif, und da, ja, und, oh my goodness, why isn't your table set for Paisa? What is going on here? Well, um, we, uh, <laughs> we arrived here without enough time or uh, money to, uh, 
It's not a problem. We bought plenty for extra, just in case there were other stragglers around that didn't have any place to stay for Paisa. So, you will come to us. You come to our room and you'll be our guest over there. And Rabbi, you can lead the Seder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, at this point, I want to tell you, at the Seder, a certain part, there was a story that took place, but I'm not going to tell it now, because that's not the story I'm telling now. Maybe before Pesach, since it's a Pesach story, I'll tell it then. But in the meantime, let's go and continue what's no gaya for this part of the story. And so, the rabbi, the heligat tzaddik, the Baal Shem Tov, sat down, and before they started, this Seder, this man couldn't hold himself back. And he said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know if I could do the Seder together with you without crying my head off right now. I have to get this over my chest right now. What is it? What is the problem? Well, you see, um, see, we traveled all the way from Germany. We went to Mesovich in Ukraine. And then after that, we went over and we heard that you left to try to travel to Eretz Israel and you're in Istanbul, Turkey. So we traveled there also. <laughs> we need a bracha. Oh, I see. And what is the bracha that you need? Meanwhile, while the man was composing himself and trying to stop crying, Udl said to Hesh, You see, my father's betochen and abonishlam is so great. You see, we got invited for Pesach Seder, and we're going to be here for tomorrow night also, and for the daytime meals too. See, Baruch Hashem, we're not missing anything. If a person has betochen and Hashem, but real betochen like my father has, he'll have everything. Hey, he's stopping to cry. Let's see what the, the request is. Oh, actually, I really know, but I want to see how he says it to my father. And so I'm going to try not to cry at the moment. You see, my wife and I have been married for a long time, and we were not blessed with any children. So I was just wondering, can the helic not can? Please, please, give us a bracha that we should have a child. Please, I beg of you. Hmm, I see. Very interesting. So you want a bracha for a child. All right. Listen to me very carefully. Sit down, relax. And I will close my eyes and concentrate. And let me see what is for you in Shmaya. And so the Heligabal Shemtov, he closed his eyes, obviously. That's right. He closed his eyes and he began to meditate. And suddenly, Reb Hirsch was looking. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, oh why, why is Mia? Reb Nishalem, please, please. You, 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 Udl, look at your father. Oy, 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 what's happening? I, I, he, looks, he looks deadly pale. Uh, he's chittering. He's chuckling. Uh, oh, is Mia, he's trembling. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, he's coming out of it now. Uh, 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 his color is coming back. I think he's waking up. Oh, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, looks okay. Uh, 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 unschuldigt. Uh, you're right. Yes. Baruch Hashem. I almost wasn't. Oh, tell me what happened, please. I don't want to use the word dying to know because you really scared us over there. For a moment you turned so pale and white, we thought you were going to die. What happened? I mean... Could you give us the bracha? Please tell us. Well, I will tell you. In Shemayim, is a gazera that you should not have any children. However, I was mispalled that they should change that. And of course, the malochim were very angry that I wanted to change the system that was upstairs in Shemayim. And they were so angry that they said, as a punishment for my tefillahs breaking through the Shari, uh, you know, the Shari tefillah and the Shari demais. And because my tefillahs went through, and Hashem will have to answer and give you a brach of a child, it was declared that my punishment should be for altering the Seder of the Shemayim 
is that I should lose my Olam Haba. And I said, very, very happily, I said, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, now I could serve our Kaddish Baruch Hu out of complete love, because I have no Olam Haba. At that moment, the Satan felt very bad for me. And he realized that I was very sincere. And probably my reward would become even greater for serving without getting a reward. So the Satan convinced all the other Malachim that my Olam Abba should be returned. And that's when my color came back to my face. Baruch Hashem, you will have within the year a child. And Baruch Hashem, I will have my Olam Abba as well. Oh, thank you very much. And so, after the first two days of Pesach was over, this man felt so good about the bracha. He said, you know something? I am so happy that you gave me this bracha. I'm telling you, I'm very, very happy. And therefore, what I would like to do for you is, I realize that if you didn't have money to buy yourself food, or anything you needed for the Seder, that means that you probably did not have enough money to continue traveling to Israel. So here, I'm giving you money, and this money is for you and your wife, or your son and your daughter, and this man over here... Uh, I, I'm a Talmud uh, of the, the, the Baal Shem Tov. My name is uh, Rabbi Hirsch Seifer. Yeah, for this man, Seifer, yeah. And everything will be fine. So here you have money, and a little extra money too. You know, so you, you could be able to uh, settle a bit in Eretz Israel. In Ahatzlocharabim, and my wife and I will return <laughs> back after Paisach. We will return to a... Uh, 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 we're going to return back to uh, Germany. <laughs> All right. Uh, you probably should be able to get to the, 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 the land of Eretz Israel, yeah? I hope so. Thank you very much. Do you see the mysterious ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Let's go weiter. And so, sure enough, they purchased tickets to go on a boat from Istanbul, Turkey, to go to Eretz Israel. And as they were getting ready to board the boat, they packed everything, and the Baal Shem Tov made sure they had all of his written-down Chidushe HaTorah and so on and so forth. And so what ended up happening was he went over and he boarded the boat, and the captain said, A pleasure! A pleasure to meet you! All right, you're paying customer, can I see your ticket, please? Take ticket, please. Oh, that's good. All right. And this boat, we have sailors of different kinds, okay? So, uh, uh, Yuri, come over here. Yes, sir, what is it? Uh, so this uh, man with the beard, uh, to his cabinet. It looks like he's a Jew. You know what I mean? Just, uh, take him to his cabinet. Yes, fine, no problem. Here, this way, uh, um, um, um. My father is Rabbi Israel, <laughs> uh, Baal Shem Tov. Uh, rabbi? Oh, sorry, my captain doesn't know you're Rabbi, eh? It's all right, don't worry. Just show us to a room. And they were shown to their room. And finally the captain said, All right, pull up the anchor. Let's go, pull it up. And they pulled that big chain. <laughs> And the anchor was pulled up and brought on top of the boat deck. And after the anchor was put on top of the deck, they pulled up the sails. The front sails. The back sails. The middle sails. Did they pull up the sails on the bottom of the boat? There are no sails on the bottom of the boat. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Did I have stores? Why do you need stores on the bottom of the boat? So they can have a sail. Oh, yussie. Okay. Anyways, so sure enough, the boat started to set sail. At first, everything was moving smoothly. The winds were blowing gently. And the boat was swaying back and forth, traveling. But then all of a sudden, 
The weather began to change. It got cloudy, very, very cloudy, and it started to get very windy. And suddenly there was thunder. And the lightning began to crackle, and the heavy rains began to pour. And as this rain began to pour, it began to come down in torrents, and the winds picked up even greater. And the boat started to bounce back and forth. <laughs> captain, captain, what are we going to do? Captain, captain, orthopedist, captain, the whole boat. And of course, the Heilige Shemtov, he was engrossed in his learning together with Rab Hirsch. They were sitting and learning in their cabin. The boat was bouncing back and forth. And suddenly the safer that they were holding started to fly off the table. Whoosh! Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I didn't mean that it should drop. It's not your fault. There seems to be a great storm coming on. Hmm, let us see what's going on here. And at that time when they got to the deck, when they got to the top over there, there was the captain. Oh, okay, everybody. Uh, the boat, it looks like it's going to break apart. So we got to lighten the boat. Uh, you know, uh, save your money because we're going to have to buy new supplies wherever we land, if we land. But in the meantime, to save the boat uh, from breaking apart, we got to make it lighter. Okay, so uh, throw off things that are not necessary, okay? And suddenly, the Baal Shem Tov closed his eyes and he started to meditate and suddenly had a spark of Ruach HaKadosh. And the divine inspiration told him, All right, this is my choice. It's either I throw all my svaras off, all my shtiklach tairas into the water and save my daughter, or I throw my daughter overboard and then the storm will stop and everybody will be saved. Hmm. Ah. Can't throw my daughter overboard. I can't. I guess I'll throw these uh, Kisve Kedusha, my Divrei Torah. Tati, Tati, your Torah is so precious, so valuable. You know what? I'm willing to sacrifice myself. No, I can't do that. Well, I'm going to jump. No, no, Oodle, don't, don't. But as Oodle was about to jump, suddenly... She began to feel a bit of Ruach HaKadosh. And she realized what she heard in her head, told her, that Be'ezus Hashem, she will have a grandson that will be greater, greater, that means really great, than the writings of the Baal Shem Tov to a certain extent. This person will turn out to be Rab Nachman of Breslov, according to what is written down there in that Sefer. So she agreed with her father, and her father threw his kisve kaidish, all his chedushim, all his divrei Torah, over sea. Now, according to some sources, this is the reason why there's no real sefer that was written by the Baal Shem Tov, because he threw it all overboard. And then, many times, other talmidim or Talmidim of Talmidim of the Baal Shem Tov quoted things that the Baal Shem Tov said or did. That's because they heard it personally. But they didn't see it written. Back to the story. Oh, that was so, so, so touching. So what happens next? Ah. So as soon as the Kisve Kodesh, all the writings of the Baal Shem Tov was thrown into the ocean, suddenly the storm stopped. The winds calmed down. Became normal. The rain stopped, and the lightning stopped, and the thunder stopped. Everything stopped all at once, and it became sunny and mild. And the captain realized, whoa, 
Humor piece from sort of a holy man. All right, but listen now, our supplies are depleted. We threw a lot of stuff off. Uh, we need to try to find some place to land and get new supplies, okay? And sure enough, they were traveling a little bit, and the sailors up there were looking. Yeah, you boy, 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 you. Hey, look at that. Do you see what I see? Yes, it looks like a spot on my, on my uh, telescope. Oh, let me see. I have the same spot, and the spot is getting bigger. Oh, can you take your finger away from my uh, telescope? My finger is not on your telescope. No? So wait, what? Oh, my goodness! A captain! Captain! Yeah, captain! Look over there! There is, there is, there is an island! An island? Oh, boy! Good, good, good! Let's pull up over there. And so, sure enough, they brought their boat to the island. At that moment, now here comes the different versions of the story. In one version of the story, it's written that they pulled up. But on that island, they didn't see anybody that looks like they're alive. And according to others, they did find some people. And according to still another, there were cannibals that lived. Cannibals? You mean like... Like that? No, no, no. Cannibals. Cannibals. Oh, I thought you said cannibals. No, no. Cannibals. What's a cannibal? Those are people that eat people. Ugh, disgusting. You mean there are people that would eat another human being? Ugh, disgusting. Uh, yeah, well, that's what lived on that island. So, now, there's one version that says that um, <clears throat> they saw that there were too many people, sailors, that were armed from the boat. So what they did was, uh, since the Baal Shem Tov and his, uh, and his daughter and Rabbi Her Seifer, they went off to the side to do a little learning, they were kidnapped by these cannibals. Another version is, the version that I'm going to tell now, this part I got from Mendel Z. But then we'll talk about at the end, what I find uh, strange and what I find more believable. So anyways, here's what happened. Okay, listen to me, everybody. Okay, we're going to uh, uh, be here for about two hours to resupply. Uh, looks like on this island there's some, uh, some fruits over here we can resupply and then, you know, we can chop down some trees and patch up any damages that happened to the boat. It's going to take us about a couple of hours, so... Uh, you better be listening when I say all aboard, otherwise we'll even without you. <laughs> and the Hela Gebal Shem Tov was sitting and learning to the side. He went a little further, you know, away from the edge, so he shouldn't be disturbed by all the banging and knocking and all the carrying stuff all over the place. And he was learning together with the Hela I know, the Hela Gebal would have his up her cipher. That's right. And his daughter decided that she will go over and not disturb. I think I don't want to disturb my father, so I'll just walk a little bit over there, and uh, this way I won't be distracting to them. I won't make any noise. Hmm, all right. At that moment, they were so deeply engrossed in their learning, and they were learning about Peh because all the Kisvei Kodesh was thrown overboard. And so what happened was this. As they were learning about Peh, the captain announced, Okay, all aboard, let's go, we're pulling out, everybody board up, board up, let's go, let's go. And since most of the people didn't go so far, they were at the edge. And these people, when they heard the call, they went. But the Baal Shem Tov, he wasn't in listening range. And besides, he was so engrossed in his learning that he didn't hear. And from the bushes... They were cannibals. Uh, Rabbi Arms, I don't understand. Could you, like, translate? Oh, yeah, sure. No problem. Okay, so what, basically what happened was uh, they were saying like this, Oh, look at that. I see the boat is leaving. Good. Too many people to fight over there. Wait a minute. Oh, look here. There are three people here. You take the lady. And uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to take these two people. Come, let's go. Yeah, Uganda, we're going to go. We take him. Yum, 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 yum. Delicious, Nidami. <laughs> and suddenly, 
they were caught by surprise. These cannibals, they grabbed the Halig of Shemtov, and he didn't have a chance to say a word. And they grabbed Reb Hersheifer. And since they were grabbed so suddenly, the shock caused a fright. And that fright caused the Baal Shem to, for, to be able to, I shouldn't say be able to, but I should say that's what happened. The Baal Shem to forgot his learning. He was so frightened from the sudden, you know, attack that he, he just went to shock. And so did her cipher. They were grabbed. They were pulled into the forest or the jungle, if you want to call it. And then they placed them down. And they tied them up. And then they started talking. And they said, Hey, look at Rebbe, what exactly are they talking about? I don't know yet, but looking for that big pot, they are cooking water, and they keep pointing to us, and it looks like they're pointing that we're going to be put into the pot. Do you know what's going on here? Oh, no, no, what's going on? It, 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 these are cannibals. Cannibals? The people that, that eat people? Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Rabbi Nishla, what are we going to do? Hey, like a you have to be Mispalo. Use one of the, the divine names of, of Hashem. Use the Kabbalah. Use something. It'll get us out of this mess. And the Shem said, I, I, I'm very sorry. The shock caused me to forget everything. I, I, I don't remember everything yet. What do you remember? I, I, I forgot everything. I, I, I just, um, um, ooh, ooh. I, I, um, uh, I, 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 whoa, boy, I, I think I remember the olive base. Really? Fine. Start saying the olive base, and I'll repeat. And so, ha, reverse, strange as may seem, he started saying, olive. And the Valshanda said, olive, base, base, gimel, gimel. And he said, a lot of kavana. And slowly but surely, the Baal Shem Tov got back his Kedusha. And suddenly the fright disappeared. And the holiness that he had returned to him. Now according to the version that I heard from Mendel Z, Alionovi came and rescued them. And according to a version that's brought down by Mendel Z, these people, when they saw miracles happen to save and rescue the Baal Shem Tov, they decided that they were going to go over and stop killing and eating people. And they were going to be changed people, and they were going to stop this kind of living. And now, according to what is said in the Sefer of Shavoche HaBal Shem Tov, it's brought down there the following. The cannibals had them tied up, and they were preparing them to be made for their meal. And they were laughing at them and pointing, because they couldn't understand the languages. But they were pointing to them and into the pot. And then they were pointing with yummy, yummy to their tummy. And they realized they were in big trouble. So when the Baal Shem Kedusha came back, he closed his eyes. And he was concentrating on, I'm not exactly sure, I can't tell you because I wasn't there. But I'm sure it was some, probably Kabbalah, Kabbalistic thing of some sort. And all of a sudden, a boat that was on its way to Istanbul suddenly was coming close to the island. And the boat whistle started to pump away. And that loud sound scared the cannibals. They ran away. And just then, the people from the boat came off with a delegation of some sailors that were armed. They looked around and they found the Balshamtov and Rab Hersheifa. They untied them, and they found his daughter too. And they took them back with them on the boat and brought them to Istanbul, Turkey. And the Baal Shem Tov concluded, 
I see it's min that Hashem does not want the Mashiach to come yet. It's not that time. And therefore, we shall now return back to Mezhevish. And sure enough, he found the means, according to some versions, he found that this rich man that got the bracha was still there because they arrived before the second days of Pesach was over, and actually before it started, and therefore he was still there, and he paid for their way back, and they went together back to, to Mezhevich, and of course the people went and got their bracha to be Mekuyim, they had a beautiful child, I'm not sure if it was a boy or a girl, but they were blessed with the child, and the Malshem to remain for the rest of his life in Mezhevich. Wow, what a great story, so uh, what's the point? That that, uh, that that was controversial, or whatever you want to call it. Well, according to the other version, it sounds like these cannibals uh, did some tshuva, and not only did they stop killing and eating people, uh, they became gerim. I found that a little bit uh, not realistic uh, to be true, and according to the Shvoche Abash, the Shvoche Abashem it doesn't say that. It just says that they tied them up, they're ready to eat, and then the whistle blew. And that's how they got saved. Okay, let's see if we have any time for any phone calls. Wow, I never told this before. <laughs> okay, this is the first time I told it. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hello. Hello? Hello. Yes, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? My name is uh, Mabel Goldstein. And I learned that you should learn Tyra, don't listen. To Kalisha, you should learn Tyler Shema and say thank you. That's right. That's true. Very good. That's in there. That's in there. Okay, thank you very much. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hello? Yes, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn in tonight's story? Hello, my name is Al Yahoo, and I learned yes. that when you, that when you learn Hashem, when you learn with a lot of Kavanah, even if you don't know, and you are tzaddik, and then you're going to get back your nevoah. You're going to get back. Kedusha, very good. Excellent. Thank you, Elio. And, and can I speak to cannibals? Don't take me away. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> now let's go on to the next caller. Hello, you're on the air. What is your name and what lesson do you learn Hello? tonight's story? Yes, you're on the air. What's your name and what lesson do you yeah. learn tonight's story? I was only really like listening to like the endish, but they like when that that you should that even if like no matter how much like that like, if you dive in, you could be saved from danger. That's correct. You got that right. If you're done with grace kavana, a lot of kavana, you can be saved, as long as it's sincere. That's right. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, hello, you're on the air. What is your name, and what lesson do you learn from tonight's story? Hi, my name is Esther Steiger. Yes. And I learned that you should dive with kavana. Yes. You should learn Torah. Right. Have bitachon, um, keep the mitzvahs like such as Pesach, right. and not everything always turns out your way. Excellent. You're the first one to say that last part. That was one of the things that I was looking for. You're the first one to say that tonight. Thank you very much, Esty. Okay, let's go now to the next caller. This is going to be the last caller. Okay, this is the last caller. Hello, you're on the air. What's your name? What lesson you learned tonight's story? Because you're the last caller. Excellent. The choir. Just said all of them. Uh, well, we gotta go now, cause it's the last phone call. And okay. We, okay uh, bye. We'll see me in Hashem next week. Have yeah. a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful weekend. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.